The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. The earnings, the Fed, the jobs, it's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Boy, got a lot to talk about in the next 60 minutes. Glad you're here. Also on the way, challenges for high net worth individuals. We're going to cover that. Ask Annex, a couple of really sweet questions from grandparents asking about funding education for grandchildren. Really nice stuff. Closed-end funds. And also toward the end of the show, we're going to talk about quadros during divorce and the effect on retirement planning. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Dave Spano, our President and CEO. Welcome to you. Yeah, thanks, Danny. Of course, the Week in Review is what we do to start the show, and there was a lot to review this week. Most importantly, the highly anticipated Fed report came out, followed by Chairman Powell's report, and it was interesting, but it was as expected, a 25 base point hike followed by a wait and see attitude right and 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 really the most important thing was a single word in the prior press conference Powell said that he anticipated that further rate hikes will be necessary in this most recent press conference he said that the economy and data will determine whether future raises are necessary and right now the market believes that the Fed is in a pause mode yeah so there's really three choices here for the Federal Reserve it is to continue to hike it is to pause the rate hikes or it is to pivot and start to send them down. And so right now it is a wait and see. We'll see what the data is. But I will tell you, the payroll report that we got on Friday morning was not good for his argument. Not really. I mean, the employment, the jobs report, we added 253,000 jobs in the month. The estimate was for 185. But it really wasn't as strong as it looked because there were downward revisions to February and March by 150,000. So the jobs market is still strong, as Powell indicated in the press conference, but it is showing signs of weakness as job openings continue to diminish. So the job openings is one thing, but the unemployment rate went from 3.6 down to 3.4%. Wages went up. And so it is is the big reason why a lot of people are just saying it's a flip of the coin on will there be a recession because as you recall the definition of a recession changed last year in Wikipedia and it wasn't just two back-to-back quarters of, of negative GDP they looked at employment and employment remains really strong and that is going to be a difficult argument for the Fed to make so we'll watch that we got the payroll report we got the Fed and of course we're in the middle of earnings season right and earnings season has gone better than feared we've heard we heard from Apple uh, for example, on uh, Thursday night, uh, they reported a better than expected quarter. They announced a $90 billion buyback. Uh, they raised their dividend, and iPhone sales were better than expected. So Apple, you know, the largest market cap weighted company in the S&P, triggered a sharp rally on Friday uh, after four down days. So the markets finished lower for the week, but they, they are surprisingly resilient given the things we've heard about the regional bank sector and, and the banking system in general. So let's go back to Apple just for a second. It's always interesting to listen to these calls and the fact that Apple's revenue was at a record high, especially in India. India 
now bigger than China, shockingly. Right, and, and India's been a difficult market to break into, and of course it's the most populous country on Earth. Most people don't know that, uh, and obviously that's a new opportunity for Apple as they continue to extend their dominance. Again, Apple is not a cheap stock. It's highly and widely owned, uh, but again, they delivered, and people were happy about that on Friday. So let's talk about that for a second. You talk about the rally that we have, 4,100 or so on the S&P 500, uh, off of a low of 35 to 3,600, but a lot of that gain comes from these big names that you've outlined. Right. Uh, Ten names have essentially accounted for all of the advance in the S&P 500 year to date. That's a dangerous situation in a sense because a narrow leadership can certainly reverse as valuation thresholds are reached. And we've talked about this a lot on our investment committee that, you know, the economy still remains strong, but the effect of all of these interest rate hikes are yet to be felt. Not only the interest rate hikes, but also the, the possibility that loan growth will slow at regional banks as they're forced to hunker down a little bit as depositors flee for higher yielding spots to go. Uh, so there are a lot of cross currents, and that's why we kind of recommend a balanced approach to the markets. We so, believe there is upside, but not a lot. And so let's talk a little bit about uh, the earnings. Uh, again, put a bow on that. Earnings season is coming to an end. It is better than expected. It's down as expected, not down as much, but better than expected. And about 80% of companies have already reported. Right. EPS growth in the S&P is now tracking at minus 5% year over year. Uh, when earnings season began, the thought was it would be minus 7%. So better than expected. Again, a low bar. So the real key is going to be what's going to happen in Q3. Right now, the Atlanta Fed is not forecast a recession. In fact, their Q2 estimate for GDP, which will affect Q2 results, is for an increase in GDP of over 1%. So the, the slowdown that everyone's waiting for is yet to materialize. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano, our President and CEO. That's our Week in Review. If you want to catch that on demand this weekend, head to Spotify. That's where it'll be at the top of the hour. It'll be in the Axiom newsletter this weekend. So if you don't have that, sign up for that. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday, May 7th, this is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We are going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. Used to be the standard retirement plan was after working 40 or so years, you'd get the gold watch, walk out the door to see what was next. If anything, that was then, this is now. We're in an age of retirement redefined and hopefully retirement that lasts a long time. The go-go years are now the this is my time years. It's time for second acts, new ventures. You bet you busted it hard while working, but watch out now, your bucket list is full. At Annex Wealth Management, we get it. Oh, do we get it. That's why our investment, retirement, tax, and estate teams are ready to create a comprehensive plan that lets you get after it, no matter what your it is. Your plan needs to work with precision to help deliver the retirement you desire. You're not done yet. It's time to know the difference and work with a fee-only fiduciary. Retirement redefined. If you're ready, so are we. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. We are back. Sign up for the Axiom. That's our weekly newsletter. That's my quick reminder. Social media, we're all over it. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube, adding new videos weekly. And not just a couple. We got a bunch all that have been produced by Annex Wealth Management and the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast. Real proud of that. That's from the Annex Wealth Management investment team. If you really love the Week in Review, you're going to love that because it goes in deep. You can get that at Spotify. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is here, Chief Investment Officer, Dave Spano, President and CEO. 
I want to recover a couple of things that we did in the first segment, Danny, and that is really we talked about recession, and everyone has it on their mind. And if we have a recession, I big air quotes on, on the radio right now, if it will be the most anticipated recession of all time. But let me just tell you, folks, we saw a report this week that showed the export of vehicles, oil, and natural gas did a number on the trade deficit. Yeah, I mean, we continue to be a exporter of energy products. And, you know, one of the reasons that we, we believe very strongly in the energy sector is there just hasn't been enough capital investment in that area over the last 10 years. And despite the, the, the volatility of oil prices with an upward buy-it since the COVID, we haven't seen a sharp increase in production. So we believe there is a floor under energy prices. We also believe that at some point the U.S. government is going to replenish the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And and, and, and energy stocks traded very attractive free cash flow multiples. In fact, Warren Buffett, you know, one of the greatest investors of all time, continues to add to his exposure in energy. Yeah, so the Berkshire uh, meeting was this last weekend, and that was news, is that he increased his positions across the energy sector. And as you point out, energy inventory is actually dropping. And all of this means when there's an export of these things, vehicles, oil, and natural gas, that has an effect on GDP. And that's why I bring it up, because if you we have a positive GDP, that is going to suggest that we may not get to back-to-back quarters of negative GDP. Right. And, and we could very well have a rolling recession. We've seen a recession in, in the manufacturing sector. We've seen a recession in, you know, tech spending for software in particular and semiconductors. And we're now starting to see a little bit of a slowdown on the services side, which has been driving the U.S. economy. The key is unemployment still remains low. And when unemployment is low, consumers are confident they will spend money. And while we can talk all we want, about the fear of a recession, consumers don't really think that way. You know, they think about what it is that they want, you know, where they want to go and so on. And they were suppressed during COVID, not to mention China is starting its COVID recovery and that's in its early stages. And that can offset some of the weakness we're seeing in other places. So we certainly talked about a lot of these crosswinds and there are, and there's an old saying that goes back hundreds of years called sell in May and go away. What it suggests folks is that when you get to May that you should reduce your, eliminate your securities positions and then come back in the fall. Now, obviously, we don't apply that because that is market timing, something that we don't do. But there is certainly an opportunity to talk about positioning and not timing. Right. Seasonality is a a driving force. I mean, fun, you know, Portfolios tend to get funded at year-end. People are optimistic at the beginning of the year. As we approach the summer months, many people on Wall Street go away for the summer, so that we do tend to see more volatility during uh, the summer month. And historically, the May to uh, uh, September period has performed worse than the other six months of the year. But it's not a fait accompli. It's not a, a way to guide your portfolio, but it's certainly something we do keep in mind as a committee. Uh, we do expect volatility continued because the Fed put is not existent at this moment, and the, the The possibility of further declines in earnings revisions is possible. When I talk about positioning, we're really talking about sectors, for example, on the equity side, in the on the domestic side, or internationally, is where do you overweight or underweight? And as you pointed out, in the some of the sectors right now, there is opportunities that are trading at low PEs and have high cash flow, and vice versa. There are some that are really overvalued, and that's where we talk about moving one, from one side to the other. 
Right. I mean, right now, basically, we're tactically overweight technology. We believe that the tech companies will continue to weather the storm. They've cut costs over the past uh, year or so as they realize they overhired during the COVID boom. So we do like tech companies that make money, and I underscore make money. We like the energy sector. We continue to like healthcare. Every every week, we hear about new innovations in the healthcare space. Biotechs, many of them are now trading at below cash. So we believe some M&A, act, M&A activity is going to creep into healthcare. And finally, we like international stocks. They're, they're well-valued. They will benefit from a weaker dollar, which we believe is inevitable. And the valuations are very attractive. Dave, I always figure that we've got probably three types of listeners to the show. We've got do-it-yourselfers. I want to remind you folks, it takes everything, investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning together. So if we can help get you over the finish line. Clients, if you're a client of Annex Wealth Management, we want to thank you so very much for that. It means a lot to us each and every day. Tell a friend. We'd sure appreciate that. And then finally, if you're working with somebody else, don't you deserve a second look at what you've got? Exactly. And that is just the second opinion that we give. And it really is something that you should take advantage of, folks. The challenges for high net worth individuals, we're familiar with that because we work with many of them. We're going to take a break and be back with that next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Somebody asks, you good? Good seems to be our common response socially. How's work? How was the trip? How's the family? They're good. For the most part, it's our standard response without saying much at all. So how's your money? How are your investments? How are your retirement plans? Given the markets, inflation, and a looming recession, it might be hard to even answer good. It's time to get an honest assessment of where you are and where you're headed. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, we work to learn what's important to you. Annex will build a plan that addresses your financial, retirement, tax, and estate planning. The fee-only fiduciary team at Annex Wealth Management can change the conversation. We don't want you to answer good. We want you to feel the confidence of saying, great. One team, one plan, one fee. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Our firm works with many high net worth clients, and it's a great relationship, and it makes sense. These individuals and families have a unique brand of challenges that require sound advice and a team approach. Nuances, complexities, challenges. That's what these situations have. And with the help of Annex, satisfactory solutions. Brandon Lehman is director of Annex, private client, a CFP and a wealth manager who works with a number of high net worth clients here. Welcome. Danny. So who are these high net worth individuals? And, and we've done things like this before. They're not lottery winners. No, no. High net worth individuals and even the ultra high net worth, a lot of that wealth is accumulated through, frankly, hard work. It's establishing, creating a business, building it from ground zero, and eventually getting to the point where you monetize that business, whether it's a sale to the next generation, a sale to an outside investor, something like that. But that's where a lot of it comes from. Or executives that have built their careers and, and got to the top and worked extremely hard. That's where this tends to come from. A lot of American success stories. There are. There are so many stories where you talk to individuals where they started with $5,000 and they built this dream and they poured their heart and soul into it for 20, 30, 40 years of their their life and they finally get to reap their rewards. But what comes with that is a lot of complexities. 
and one of them is changing tax codes. It's on the mind of many, many people, but definitely high net worth people. This is where sometimes it can get political, but that's not the point today. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, you have to think about it from this. We need to have taxes and taxes are a thing. So we need to think about taxes. What do we do? How do we handle it? And there's multiple ways to go, right? We just had the biggest change in taxes in 2017 with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Well, what did that do? It retained the seven structures, but changed five of them. And what's really unique about this is it brought it from 39.7 down to 37%. Yeah, you're saying, well, 2%, maybe almost three, no big deal, but it is because in the long run, that is impactful. What's even more unique about this and why we're talking about it right now is these are set to expire if nothing changes at the end of 2025. So we need to start planning about it. The other thing is there's a whole set of regulations and new laws that have been proposed. Will they be passed? Who knows? But we need to think about it. High net worth families are thinking about this because if you have more than a million dollars in income, all of a sudden your tax rate on long-term capital gains has been proposed to go up. Your tax rate has been proposed to go up. All of these things might seem small, but can have a huge impact. Brandon Lehman is director of Annex Private Client, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about high net worth clients and their concerns. Let's talk about estate planning for these individuals. This is one where if you think back, you know, in the 90s, the estate tax exemption was $600,000. And then kind of fast forward, we had that weird anomaly in 2010 where there was none. It started to creep up. And then with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it reset and basically today is roughly just under $13 million per person. Well, as we talked about before, this is all resetting in 2025, the end of, in the start of 2026. Well, what does that mean? With where it is now at $24 million for a couple, most people aren't concerned. That's dropping down to 12. And stuff that hasn't been talked about in a while, portability, building this all out, what does that mean? How do we account for this? Because of over that amount, now all of a sudden you're paying 40% to the government after that last spouse has passed. That's a like huge hit. So there's a lot of planning, a lot of discussion that has been had in the past, but now it's really starting to come down the pike to have these discussions, see what it means, and really see the impact. It's so incredible on what this can do to a family when all of a sudden you've gave away 40% to the United States government. Let's talk about sustaining lifestyle during retirement. That's something we work with with high net worth clients. Yeah, so this is another area where you have to start thinking about it more in bucket terms. And Mark Beck and I have talked about this in the past where you have your bucket strategies, but when you extrapolate this out to the high net worth space, you have to think about it more in a multiple bucket segment. And there's buckets of liquidity, right? What are those immediate term needs that that just funds that lifestyle that you have? Then you have kind of that short-term bucket you start to think about. That's going to be invested in a way that you're trying to generate some yield, but isn't exposed to too much market risk, maybe, depending on the situation. Then you get into kind of more of a fixed income bucket. Than an equity bucket. The last bucket, which we do tend to see a lot of folks can be overweight in, is the illiquidity bucket. What do I mean by that? So they're heavy in real estate. They're heavy maybe in private equity. They're heavy in their business. Well, those are great things for having a net worth. They're not so great when it comes to liquidity. So it's structuring these things and these plans and these goals in a way that offers liquidity, but also has opportunity for long-term growth. What does Annex bring to the table to work effectively to meet the needs of high net worth clients? When you look at it, you have an amazing team of individuals that is going to come to the plate and sit down and focus on all these areas, whether it's tax, whether it's estate, whether it's planning. And I don't mean 
financial planning, you know, can I retire today? It's what are the distribution planning look like? How do we structure this? How do we focus on liquidity, but also make sure that we have this bucket of assets grow basically into perpetuity, continue it along, but then safeguard it as best we can from taxes. And we've got teams dedicated to this. We do. So you look at the wealth strategist team that we have here in those folks and the dedicated work that they do in this space where they really dive down deep into the weeds to make sure that overall the clients are taken care of and they meet those long-term objectives. Brandon Lehman, Director of Annex Private Client, CFP and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Danny. Up next, how to spousal Social Security work. We're going to dig in next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Need to reach Annex Wealth Management but want to skip the computer? No problem. Call us. 239-350-6363. 239-350-6363. Let's talk soon. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? We're all familiar with Social Security. What about spousal Social Security? Here to talk about it is Tom Burkholz, a CFP and financial planning specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the show. Hi, Danny. So take us to school, maybe everybody to school. What exactly is a spousal benefit? It's a type of Social Security benefit where essentially the Social Security Administration is saying, hey, we understand that not everyone who is married stays in the workforce their entire life. And so some people are stay-at-home parents or whatever the case is. And you should still be able to receive a Social Security benefit if that's the case. So you as a spouse with little or no Social Security benefit of your own can receive up to half of the working spouse's benefit in the form of a spousal benefit. That's decent. How is that benefit determined? Right. So the spousal benefit is primarily determined by the working spouse's amount at their full retirement age. However, it's also determined by when the spouse claims for the benefits. So, for example, if the spouse starts their spousal benefits at age 62, they accept a reduced amount. Right. And with everything Social Security, the earlier you start taking it, the benefits are reduced, correct? Right. So timing matters. So that's why it's important to work with a financial professional who can um, calculate the most optimal way to take benefits. So when can somebody begin collecting spousal benefits? Well, there are specific triggers that must occur to be entitled to spousal benefits in the first place. So the first trigger is the primary worker must have filed for their own benefit in order for the spouse to begin receiving spousal benefits. And additionally, you have to be married for at least one year. And Ultimately, age 62 is the magic age when you can first start receiving a reduced spousal benefit amount. Gotcha. True or false, you can get up to 50% of your spouse's full benefit. This is true. This is the maximum amount of spousal benefits you can be eligible for. However, if the spouse elects before their own full retirement age, you might get a reduced amount. So you have to be careful if you're trying to maximize your spousal benefit. And I think I know the answer to this, but you don't get to claim both benefits, right? Correct. Someone can be entitled to a spousal benefit based on their husband or wife's earning record and be eligible for their own retirement benefit. And this is considered by the Social Security Administration as being duly entitled, and you will only receive the higher of the two benefits at the time. 
Hey, if somebody is widowed or divorced, can they still claim spousal Social Security benefits? Well, if you're widowed, you may instead be eligible for a survivor benefit, which is simply inheriting the deceased spouse's benefit. But that's different than a spousal benefit. And if you're divorced, you could potentially be eligible for spousal benefits as long as the worker is 62 and you were married for 10 years and haven't remarried. But if you're remarried, you can't claim your ex's benefits. Right. If you are remarried, you are now a spouse from Social Security's perspective and cannot receive spousal benefits from your ex. However, you can be eligible to receive spousal benefits from your current spouse. Is applying or getting getting the process started, is, is that complicated for Social Security spousal benefits? No, you can apply online, over the phone, or through your local Social Security office. You'll just need you know, a variety of documents and information handy as you go through that process and banking information if you want to set up direct deposit. Tom, do you find in the financial planning department that people are in the dark about Social Security? I mean, do we need to walk them through things and that's fine because that's what we do, but can it be confusing at times? Oh, 100%. I highly recommend working with a professional who can run a Social Security analysis and find the most optimal way to file for Social Security because it can be incredibly complicated. Right. And as we always say, it's only one of the legs of your retirement plan, but it's an important leg. Right. So retirement income can be thought of as a three-legged stool between Social Security income and pension income and income from your retirement assets. So it's just one part. But if you're missing a leg on your stool, I mean, you don't have a stool anymore. Right. Sure. Set it up properly. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Tom Burkholz, CFP and a financial planning specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for coming back in. My pleasure. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine. Chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Back on the show, and it's time for Ask Annex. As always, we are open for questions at AnnexWealth.com. Looking for that Ask tab. If we can help, just hit that Get Started button. In the studio, Sarah Kyle, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome. Hi, Danny. And we got Trevor Nargis, a senior trader at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Hey, Danny. Sarah, I think we got a combo question here. Betty is the first, James is the second. Betty asks, we are new grandparents. Are there any investment options that would allow us to contribute to our grandchildren's savings while also providing tax benefits for us as grandparents. James' question is, how can we invest in our grandchildren's future education while still providing them with access to funds for other expenses they may have growing up? That's a two-parter. They kind of coincide with each other. So I'll answer this as a two-part question. So my favorite two options would be when you're helping out your grandchildren, I always suggest either doing a 529 plan or an UGMA account. And that's a custodial investment account. And that stands for Uniform Gifts to Minors Act. 
With the 529 plan, it's invested and it's managed. And the only drawback is it can only be used for qualified education expense. Now, some people get worried that their grandchild won't go to college or won't use the full balance. Now, with the new Secure Act 2.0, they have stated that some of that excess money can now be rolled into a Roth account in the beneficiary's name. But of course, there are some rules around that now. So the 529 plan needs to be open for 15 years. The maximum amount you can roll over into that Roth would be $35,000. And you can't roll over the last five years of contributions. And that beneficiary must have income. So, you know, there's a lot of rules around it, but it's still a step in the right direction. So now the second part is that UGMA account. This is a good option that allows you to transfer assets to your grandchild while still maintaining control of that account until they reach the age of majority. But the drawback to that is once they turn of age, you are handing that account over to the child. Next up on Ask Annex is from John. What's your opinion of closed-end funds? Are there other funds that are similar but aren't closed to new investors? We're talking off air. I thought closed-end funds were closed. Yeah, so it's it's kind of, again, like Sarah's question, this is kind of a two-parter in a sense. A closed-end fund doesn't necessarily mean that it's closed new investors. So let's tackle this in two parts. So closed-end funds, those are somewhat similar to something like a mutual fund. However, there's only a fixed number of shares, and those tend to be created at the IPO when uh, the management team is raising money. Those closed-end funds are typically actively managed. Sometimes they'll use leverage, and they tend to trade at a discount or a premium to their NAV because there is that fixed number of shares. Now, closed-end versus open-end funds, right? Open-end funds, shares are both bought and sold, but also created and redeemed, kind of like a traditional mutual fund. And those tend to trade at or close to NAV. So so closed-end, kind of just fixed number of shares created at the IPO, actively managed, there's leverage, so on and so forth. Now, closed to new investors, that doesn't always mean the same thing, right? You hear close and sometimes people get the notion in their mind that those things kind of go hand in hand. But what closed to new investors means is typically associated with mutual funds. So what mutual funds will do sometimes is they will close the fund to new investors if they believe that they've hit a size or will hit a size sometime soon that will limit their ability to manage their strategy to the best of their ability. So let's say, for example, you have a mutual fund manager who's running a micro cap or a small cap strategy. Well, those companies, they're often quite small. They might not be that liquid. Shares don't trade that much. So what they might do, they don't want to get too big because otherwise they can really move the price of those small companies. So they might close their fund to new investors to kind of help manage size a little bit better. And Trevor, if they're close to new investors, sometimes they can reopen too. They can reopen, yep. So there are instances in which the fund might close to new investors, but then maybe they get some more outside capital, they can branch out a little more into different areas of the market, and then new investors can come back in. And with close to new investors, there are people who are still investing. It doesn't mean that's closed to new money. There are people who still are investors in the fund at the time it closed. They usually can add some more money into the fund. But yeah, it ebbs and flows. It's it's a bit dynamic. Trevor Nargis, Senior Trader, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks. Thanks, Danny. Sarah Kyle is a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Of course. Quick break, and we're going to be back. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Used to be the standard retirement plan was after working 40 or so years, you'd get the gold watch, walk out the door to see what was next. If anything, that was then, this is now. We're in an age of retirement redefined and hopefully retirement that lasts a long time. The go-go years are now the this is my time years. 
It's time for Second Acts, New Ventures. You bet you busted it hard while working, but watch out now. Your bucket list is full. At Annex Wealth Management, we get it. Oh, do we get it. That's why our investment, retirement, tax, and estate teams are ready to create a comprehensive plan that lets you get after it, no matter what your it is. Your plan needs to work with precision to help deliver the retirement you desire. You're not done yet. It's time to know the difference and work with a fee-only fiduciary. Retirement redefined. If you're ready, so are we. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News with Robert Chastain, branch director and wealth manager and really good pickleball player at Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Hey, Robert. Well, thank you, Danny. How's your game, by the way? I haven't asked lately. You know, um, it's rounding into form. All right, I'll take it. I, I actually have a new paddle ordered. <laughs> How about that? I, you know, I don't even know. Like I've said before, my knees won't allow pickleball, but what's a good pickleball racket cost nowadays? Uh, really good ones are about 220 All right, we need to get you sponsored. Get a bunch of them. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, all right. Folks, this show covers a number of topics from various angles. We're going to talk about the time maybe you get kind of sort of serious about retirement planning, and that's where Annex Wealth Management and the guy guidance Robert and the team can offer, we're going to keep it simple and just three important steps so you can make decisions, maybe get closer to meeting your retirement goal. Our president and CEO, Dave Spano, often says, know what you own. And that's where we're going to start. And Robert, how important is it to review and understand your account allocation? I'm going to ask you that question. And at the end of your answer, I need to confess something. Okay. So Danny, there's a reason why we like to meet with our clients because we want to review everything they own, their suitability, anything that's changed in their life. As you age, you typically de-risk closer you get to retirement. So your allocation will evolve with your age and your financial situation. And how do we find that out? We talk about it. Okay, here's my confession. I work for Annex Wealth Management. I am a client of Annex Wealth Management. I'm very interested in all this, but I will tell you, I tend to not really go deep into what's in my portfolio because I'm trusting the team. Is that okay? That is okay. People who aren't with Annex, maybe then, oh, I don't like what, I don't like my number. I got my statement, you know, which were at the beginning of May, right? You're getting your April statements. Gosh, it didn't go up as much or it went down a lot more than I thought. Why is that? Then you start peeling that onion and, and getting in there and deciding exactly what type of makeup your portfolio is. Now, me personally, I look at my accounts just to see, make sure it hasn't been hacked. There's not a big amount missing that I didn't know about. I'm not really looking at my portfolio. I'm looking more at the total number. See, where I'm going with this is, is I'm okay at some things. Others, I'm going to leave to the experts. Absolutely. I wish more people would do that. Okay. We are talking to Robert Chastain, branch director and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Three important checkups you can take on the way to retirement. And the second is to check your social security statement. And again, your answer. And then I got to confess something. Okay. Every single person out there who's ever worked should go to ssa.gov. That's the social security website. Create your login and find out what your estimates are bare minimum so it's not a big surprise to you. They have your estimate of what uh, you will be receiving on a monthly basis, whether you retire early, on time, or late. And late means 70 years old. 
what's nice about that, we absolutely need that for planning purposes. And then we set up your expenses versus what your income is. And then then we talk to you about your other saved monies, how much they have to make to meet all those numbers and whether you have a problem or you have a really good problem. Maybe you could retire early if your plan looks really, really good. Here's my confession. So I went through that whole process and they've got, like mm-hmm. you said, all the computations. And I remember thinking, oh, I probably should start taking this early if I retire earlier than than later, because what, what I don't want is, is something to happen to me and that I didn't get the money. And I got counseled out of that. Now, that was for my situation. But do you ever get the feeling that some people were like, listen, it's mine. I want it. History, family genetics. I mean, how old were your parents? Are, are they still around? What year did they pass? Or what year did they successfully end their retirement? Mm. Looking at all those things to try and give us an idea. If you're situated, you know, if you have a heart defect or, you know, something genetic, then we can alter those expectations. Yeah, makes sense. Talking with Robert Chastain, branch director, wealth manager, Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Basics of retirement planning. Just three things we're talking about. The last one might be the toughest. Think about how much you'll need to save. This is a really tough one, and it kind of goes with what we just talked about, you know, how much you're going to get on a monthly basis from Social Security. Once you see that number from Social Security, we're going to tell you, based on your spending or your expenses, how much you're going to need to retire at the age that you're choosing to retire. You know, we'll set that number out there, then we'll back into it. And then if you're 50 and you're going to retire at 65, over these 15 years, you have to save this much to meet these expenses. So it's really a mathematical issue. A couple other things that that we might tell you, you may have to work longer. Maybe you can retire sooner or maybe you pick up something part time and you're going to be just fine. The place to start, folks, is AnnexWealth.com. But, Robert, if somebody wants to call you, how do we do that? They can reach me directly at 239-350-6363. Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Danny. What is a quadro and how does it come into play when a couple divorces? That's next. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine, chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Todd. Hi, Danny. So you're a vital cog in the Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee machine plenty of exposure to a number of clients and over the course of your career unfortunately probably seen some marriages end which is a process that requires the detangling of assets one of the terms people might be familiar with is qualified domestic relations order 
or quadro. Could you please define quadro for us? Sure. A quadro is a domestic relations order. It's a court order dividing up retirement plans and divorce because retirement plans are considered marital property. Retirement plans can be tapped into pay alimony, child support. They're generally used to divide retirement plans, and not all the time are they used. If one spouse is getting a house, the other one's getting a retirement plan, there wouldn't be a necessity for a quadro. So who would decide that division besides the quadro? It's usually negotiated between the attorneys for the property division. During the divorce process, when a couple has portfolios that include pensions, 401ks, and other various retirement accounts, what options does each party have when working through that division? For starters, each state considers retirement plans as marital assets. Quadro can award a lump sum even before retirement and right away in many cases from a 401k to be paid to a spouse. Non-participant spouse can take direct distributions from the 401k or similar plan without a tax penalty or transfer all or a portion to an IRA. The key is they can divide that and take part of it as cash, part of it rolled over to an IRA, or generally it's all rolled over to an IRA. What does non-participant mean? It means the spouse that's not a participant to the retirement plan, that's not employed as part of that plan. I just want to add something to that. There's defined contribution plans to your 401k. Those are account balances. Those can be divided rather easily. Then there's defined benefit plans, kind of like the type of plans that your parents would own that have monthly benefits, those are split as well. And they can be split in any proportion. And the non-participant spouse has the same ability to retire when they want to and start taking their part of that benefit. Let's talk taxes. Would the plan withhold income taxes on the distribution? On lump sum distributions from a quadro, most plans are required to withhold 20%. There are a few exceptions like employee stock ownership plans, but a safe assumption is that on direct distribution, other than rolling the proceeds to an IRA, there will be withholding 20% for taxes. This is not a penalty. The monies that were contributed to the plan are generally not taxed, so it's taxed coming out of the plan, no different for the participant spouse or the the non-participant spouse. With Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist at Annex Wealth Management, we're covering qualified domestic relations orders or quadros during a divorce. So what are the options for the spouse and the proceeds? I mean, does it stay in the plan or is it better to roll it over, invest it otherwise? Well, the non-participant spouse can keep their interest in the plan. Plan generally doesn't care for that idea, but they still have all the, the rights of the participant, but many will take the distribution, roll it to their IRA, so they maintain control over their money and not the company because you have many more options outside the plan. Yeah. You can get the same options in the plan, like if, if it's a 401k, and this is true for even just people retiring and, and have a choice of keeping it in the 401k or rolling it to an IRA. The difference is in the IRA, they can get CDs, treasuries, stocks. They can get the same funds that they had in a 401k, so they have much more flexibility, probably ease of moving monies in and out to safe places or whatever, but they can also cash in a portion of that quadro district distribution, keeping in mind no penalty, but they'll end up paying regular income tax. And that can be before 59 and a half. So who helps with this during a divorce? Is this a divorce attorney thing? Is this a wealth management partner like Annex Wealth Management? Because I'm going to guess this is a really important moment. People need to watch out for certain red flags. Oh, you're right. It's a major asset. And it's one of the two major assets, you know, besides the house and and a marital estate. Annex can 
definitely help with the distribution to the alternate payee in their own IRA and follow through with cash flow retirement planning. It's important for the non-participant spouse receiving a distribution that doesn't have that planning or investment experience. And so you can go to Annex Wealth Manager and get a plan. That, that to me, is really important. I've dealt with this. I've written articles published on Quadro's, a small segment of that chief investment strategist role. But it's really important, this transition for that alternate payee, even for the participant spouse, as they roll into retirement, that they have that type of plan and guidance. And we know the ins and outs and the intricacies of that. So regardless who prepares the quadro, the main thing is that whoever is the alternate payee, they receive competent advice. Not only competent advice on the quadro, but competent advice when it comes to the investments, the markets, and the economy, and so forth. And so a big part of that rollover is not just rolling it over into an IRA. It's what you do with it at that point. So you need that investment guidance. You need tax planning assistance for that. Annex also has the team that will work on the estate planning part and work with the attorneys or in tax planning, work with the CPAs. And so I think it's really important to follow through. It's a crucial decision. Folks, if you need the help, our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start that wealth metric process. We'll guide you through. Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Danny. Hey, what goes into the Annex Wealth Management Wealth Metric, our portfolio review? We're going to talk about that next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Would you trust a part-time dentist? Then why would you trust a part-time fiduciary? Some financial professionals say they're a fiduciary, and they are, part-time. The other portion of the time they're interacting with you, they might be serving other interests. Do yourself a favor. Ask your financial professional if they're a fiduciary all the time. Annex Wealth Management is. Drill down into your finances with the full-time fiduciary team at Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. The Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee is locked and laser-focused on every aspect of the markets. Go deep with the SWAT podcast. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Delivered every Monday morning on Spotify. Search Annex Wealth Management for the SWAT podcast. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? When Dave Spano says, know what you own, we don't want you to think it's just a marketing phrase. To help explain what that means, I'm joined by Eric Strom, CFP and Manager of Financial Planning, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thank you, Danny. So, Eric, when we invite people to click that Get Started button at Annex Wealth Management, that puts a few things into motion. A wealth manager will establish contact, talk things over, learn more about the person or persons involved, and then work to gather statements that the team will use for analysis. What is it that's needed at that point? What's needed are those statements that you mentioned. So, statements for all investment accounts. 401ks, IRAs, brokerage accounts, Roth IRAs, and the list goes on and on. And once the team has that, what is the process? It's really organize and analyze. So first of all, what types of investments are we talking about? Do you have exchange traded funds, mutual funds, individual securities, stocks and bonds? And then how are all of those investments working together to create the overall portfolio? As we pour through the data, what kinds of things pop out to the team? You know, many things pop up. I'll give you one example. Sometimes we see over diversification. So we always hear, Danny, diversification is a good thing, right? However, sometimes people are over diversified, meaning they have overlapping similar funds. And when that happens, and each of these funds have slightly different strategies, not only is it hard to get your arms around 
what we're working with, but it can become hard to have an intentional system and strategy when you have all of these overlapping styles of investments. I'm going to guess it's not uncommon for people to have multiple IRAs or even investment accounts. How do you sort those things out? Yeah, so it's the mishmash that we always talk about, right? It's very common to have multiple different accounts. So first, we organize by tax status. So is this brokerage account or a taxable investment account? Is this an IRA or pre-tax type of account? Or is it a Roth style of account? And then once you get organized, we analyze those holdings and then that lets us streamline and focus your investments and work towards a better result. We're with Eric Strom, CFP Manager, Financial Planning at Annex Wealth Management, talking about the Annex Wealth Management portfolio review. What about the risk or the appetite for risk? Where does that come in? With all of our clients, we do a risk assessment where we say, what level of risk are you comfortable taking? And then you can still sleep at night. Similarly, as we do financial planning for clients, we talk about what capacity for risk your financial plan can handle. And then what we do, Danny, is we compare that to what is your actual level of risk that you're taking right now in your portfolio? And do they match? Maybe you have a certain level of risk that you're comfortable with, but you're actually in real life taking a lot more risk than that. And in that case, we've got to work to balance those out. We're talking about three things, right? Appetite, capacity, and then actual risk. Yes. And you've got to know all three and then work towards getting in a good harmony. How about portfolios that are loaded up with proprietary investment products? And to be more clear, that's an investment vehicle that got invented. Say it's the XYZ advisory company, super duper fund. Yeah. So many investment companies not only have financial advisors, but they also make their own funds. It's like when you go to the grocery store, right? You see the the house brand. It's similar. So house brands, are they necessarily bad? Not necessarily. However, what we want to avoid are when we have portfolios that are made up exclusively of just one you know, selection of house brands, because then you're thinking, did someone actually put any thought into what investments are going in here? And most times the house brand is not more expensive. What's important is that we're aware if there are proprietary investments, because they can have unique qualities and we want to know the fees and the quality of those investments. The team has performed forensic analysis. The portfolio is deconstructed, laid out on the table, however you'd like to describe it. That allows us to get back with the prospective client and with the wealth manager, lay things out out in black and white. Danny, that's when our work is complete and that transfers over to the wealth manager to work directly with the client to implement that analysis. Things are always busy at Annex Wealth Management, but we always have room for more. If you have any questions, folks, reach out to us for investment in retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Eric Strom, CFP and Manager, Financial Planning, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Danny. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine, chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. 
Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick reminder, this show is going to be on Spotify as a podcast at the top of the hour. If you came in late or if you want to hear the whole thing again, we sure appreciate that, but you can find it on Spotify. Another thing is, is the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast. If you want to get in really deep on what is going on in the brains of the Annex Wealth Management investment team, that would be the place. Their 50th episode happens on Monday. That's on Spotify. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano, our president and CEO and a CFP, is in the studio. And we also want to welcome a brand new teammate to the Annex Wealth Management team, Brian Jacobson. Brian is chief economist. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, we're almost done with the show. I don't have enough time to properly introduce you with all of your titles, but let's let's just list a few of them. <laughs> well, I've done the trifecta, CFA, CFP, Kaya, CBE. I, I you know, I just wanted to have a fold JD. out. Don't forget oh, yeah, about JD. that one. Yep. I yeah. wanted a fold out business card, basically. <laughs> Dave, if we had all that stuff, we'd be constantly talking oh, about yeah, it. No yeah. question. So yeah, total underachiever, Brian. said, yeah, thanks for joining us. You and I have known each other for a long time. In fact, I remember you being a guest on the show I don't know, 15, 20 years ago that we were doing this. And interesting enough is that you continue to be out there in the media. And in fact, I mean, you've done everything from CNBC to Bloomberg to the Wall Street Journal and continuing to do that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to be really a spokesperson for the firm, uh, to just try to educate the population, uh, because there's a lot of information and misinformation, things that can be misconstrued. So I'm, I'm a teacher at heart. That's why I'm so passionate about being here, because I know that's what you guys are really all about, Yeah, we, education we, and information. We are, and I want to tell you, Brian, there is a place that you really can help, and that's really in the ultra-high net worth and high net worth space, because the folks that are in that arena have separate issues and different issues that we normally don't talk about, especially on the investment side, but there are unique things that we can do in that space. There really are, and I actually really like that area, mainly because of the numerous topics and how they're all intertwined, asset allocation versus asset at location, private markets, public markets, concentrated stock positions. How do you manage that type of risk? So it's really a, a fascinating area, area that I've studied deeply, worked in for many, many years. And so I'm really honored to be here to be part of that. And really, as a professor, as a lawyer, as a CFP, I mean, these are a lot of designations that you can bring to our team and really excited about that. But I do want to go back to your opportunity set of going on live media. You have an opportunity this coming week to speak nationally. That's right. Yeah. So this upcoming Friday, I'm going to be able to be on Fox Business News during the claim and countdown. I'll be able to be joining them uh, live from our uh, studio. You know, one of the things I want to talk to you about, Brian, and have our listeners hear this is you talked about the unique opportunity set that some folks have. When we talk about, for example, lending, I've heard this a lot lately, especially in light of what's happening with the banks. But when people have large security portfolios and they don't want to sell some of those security because of embedded capital gains or the like or some planning, there's things that they can do against the securities that they hold. There absolutely are. Exactly right. And there's all of these choices are amongst those. And we go through that when people come in and we have the entire team come to the room. We have estate planning lawyers. We have tax planners. We have certified financial planners. And now we have an investment expert as well in the room. And Danny, this is when we talk about opportunity sets across, you know, people think about Annex in, in certain ways, but we have Annex Ignite. And Ignite is really for those who are just getting going. And we don't talk about that a lot, but then there's Annex Wealth Management 
management. Everyone knows and is branded. And, and of course, there's the high net worth space that we spend a lot of time on. I think day one, Dave, you said investment and retirement planning really is for everyone. Yeah, financial really planning that, is for everyone. Yep, and that's why we've got those things. So if you're listening right now and you've got a kids that are maybe freshly out of college, Annex Ignite might be the perfect thing. Regular Annex client, and then for the high net worth individuals, that's fantastic, and you've built the team to do it. Yeah, and it's a really about a team. You think about success in sports, and it's never about one player or the coach. Al McGuire most famously said, it's not about the X's and the O's, it's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's, and that really <laughs> means who's on the team and who's on the floor. That really separates good teams from good coaches. we got some really smart Jimmy and Joe's and Jane's, and we've got a bunch of them, and you can put to work, what Annex Wealth Management does, regardless of the client size, investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, the most important thing, and we mention this often, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. That is complete fee transparency. Maybe you're with somebody you've been with for a long, long time, and it just doesn't feel right. You're not getting the right communication. Maybe you're not hearing from them at all. Maybe you inherited them. It was a friend of a friend. If you need a fresh look at what you've got, we would love to do that, and we can do that for you quickly. Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian Jacobson, Chief Economist, welcome to the team. Good to see you, and uh, thanks for being on. It's fantastic to be here. Dave Spano is our President and CEO. Thanks for joining us today. Danny, great show. Appreciate that. Folks, Elite Wealth Management, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. And you've heard just some of what we do in the last hour. You deserve the whole picture. Click the Get Started button today at AnnexWealth.com. See you next Sunday at noon. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.